1: to 6.30 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. The only game in the NHL tonight. Capitals
2: up 6-4 on the Devils. And the Raptors' first game of the regular season. About seven and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Raps leading the Timberwolves 81-78. Oilers tomorrow against the New York Rangers. Hall of Fame night. Wait and Huddy going into the... Oilers Hall of Fame, 5.30 for the face-off show game at 7 here on 6.30. Chet Stoff taking uh, Oilers now on the road between 4 and 5.30, so that'll be a lot of fun. The Elks Team Award winners for this year, Trey Ford, Most Outstanding Player and Most Outstanding Canadian, First uh, Canadian to be the uh, Elks Most Outstanding Player nominee since Blake Marshall in '91. Martez Ivey, offensive lineman, Jake Ceresna on defense, Scott Hutter on special teams, and Kai Gray. As the rookie, given the uh, nature of the elk season, I would be uh, highly doubtful that any of those players will advance to the uh, west stage of the nominees. But we shall see. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Kellen, what do we have, my friend?
1: Oh, we have written correspondence Uh-oh. of Give me a couple of good or, ones. Or sorry, on the Oilers and uh, the. Start or well, lack thereof. I've heard quite a few people are talking about this hockey club. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Yakushev checks in.
2: Oh, Yakushev! What is going on? Where has he
1: been? Uh, I don't know, but he says that uh, the question is what is the short term pl- uh, or. No. What What is this, What is short-term pain when the record is 2-8, and 3-10? and 10. Woodcroft used to talk about banking points, while other teams are banking points, and the Oilers can't even open an account. Uh, so, Reid, <laughs> have your worry pants reached your midriff yet? That's from Yakushin. Uh, well,
2: you know what? Yeah, I, I haven't talked about my worry pants a lot. Um, yeah, uh,
1: midriff. How high up is the midriff? Is that not belly button? Because it's always like... The region of the front of
2: the body between the chest and the waist. Okay. So I guess that could be anywhere kind of on my my belly. I'd say my worry pants are approaching the navel. So they're getting up there. Mm. Um, But that's a good point. Banking points. And I was talking about this with Chelsea in the afternoon. Look, I I don't really go with one win or one loss is going to kill or or save your playoff hopes especially at this time of the year but if you look big picture probably you need 93-ish, 94-ish points to make the playoffs. I mean the cut line is different every year and by the way a pet peeve of mine when you were talking with your buddies and you're looking past on standings of past years and you're saying, oh, the playoff cut line is 98 points because that's what the lowest seed had. That's not the playoff cut line. The playoff cut line is one point above the best non-playoff team. So if the best non-playoff team had 85 points, 86 would have got you in. You, you didn't need to get... Anyway. Um, but if you say you probably need 92, 93, I mean, the Oilers are going to need probably a, another 90 points to get the playoffs. So 90 points in 76 games, if you're playing half-decent hockey, uh, you can do that. But every point or two you don't get along the way, all of a sudden it's like, well, now we got to go 15 games above 500, 16 games, 17 games. And all of a sudden... If you got 30 games left in the season and you got to go 20 games above 500, well, then you got to go 25 and five in the last few games of the year. And usually, even the top teams aren't going to be able to do that. So I, I liked how he wrote that, though. That you got to bank points, and right now they haven't even opened an account. That's a fair way to look at it.
1: Mm-hmm. Cowtown Bob texts in. Uh-oh. Says hi, Reid and Kellen. It's good to hear you on the radio. I am coming to Edmonton for the outdoor hockey game. Due to the struggles of both teams to start the season, the game would be more into, or the game will be more interesting than it otherwise would have been. I believe the game will be a turning point in the season for the winner. It should be a great event.
2: Well, possible, and uh, yeah, neither team overly happy right now. The Oilers are one four and one. The Flames are two four and one. Flames have lost their last three. Uh, I, I guess if you're talking about banking points and the Oilers' plight, if you're already thinking about a playoff spot, Vegas has jumped out to an incredible start at 7-0. and uh, Vancouver's doing not bad. They're 4-2. and Then you have L.A. 7 points, Calgary and Seattle 5, Anaheim 4, Edmonton 3. So... I mean, a couple of wins in a row by Ed, by Edmonton, they'd be right back up there, probably in third or fourth. So it's it's very early, and things can change can change quickly. But you got to do something to change them, <laughs> and the Oilers haven't been able to do that quite yet. So yeah, it's it's in the it's in this area now where it's no longer a one-off, but it's not completely season-killing, right? At least that's how I feel. Are my worry pants up a little bit? Sure, because in half the games the Oilers have played, they have been quite bad. The season opener was pretty bad. The 4-1 loss to Philadelphia was pretty bad. And then last night's game was pretty bad. And again, probably would have been worse if not for Campbell making some excellent saves in the second period. When I mean, Minnesota had... A couple sure goals that he took away, and then don't forget, Kaprizov hit the post on pretty much an open net on a one-timer. So, I mean, there were a lot of goals there for Minnesota to score that they didn't that they didn't score in the second period. So that's what's that's what's alarming about the Oilers. Now, having said that, and Kelly mentioned in his interview, to be fair, they played a good game against Winnipeg, and you'd like to believe. Most of the time, they'll get two points, not one, out of a game like that when they when they play to that quality. So we're almost like, who's going to show up tomorrow? The confused, foggy team or the focused and detailed team? Tell you what, Kellen, let's do it. Let's do a timeout, and we'll get the Ken Reed uh, interview in when we get back. He's got a new book, "Hometown Hockey Heroes." It's inside Sports on Chet. <laughs>
1: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader six thirty chat. Okay, before we get to
2: Ken Reed, let's uh, quickly go to Andy on the Certainty Hotline. Andy, what's on your mind, my friend?
3: Yeah, you know, Reed, uh, I was thinking back to training camp. I didn't like what I saw at training camp. I think the captain skate for the Vets uh, was a bad idea because we see a drop off with the older guys like Kane. Uh, But my real problem is the coach said that he was going to put the the team uh, that came out of training camp, the guys that were playing well. And guys like Seth Griffin, uh, Lane Peterson – Borgo, uh, Raffy, and and Gleason, even Brad Malone. I was impressed with all of those guys. And that last game that we played against uh, the Kraken and we beat them, those guys were, were 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 playing good, but they were playing fast and they had energy. And when the regular season started, all those guys got sent down. Uh, even Bob thought that Raffy would get a ten game look. Yeah. he didn't. He didn't.
2: Well, some and, of those guys are on AHL deals, and and I think to be fair, I mean we kind of know who Malone is. The one thing I would say about the usage, Andy, is why have we not seen Holloway with a top six player?
3: Well, you know, what's funny. I'm going to go against everybody on Holloway. Uh, looking at this guy, I see some some issues with his game. The big problem is, is he's not overtly offensive. If you look at Borgo, when he was up, that kid just makes plays and passes all day long. He's an offensive player. When I look at Holloway, he was drafted to be an offensive player, but I, I just don't see the passes, I don't see the plays, and okay. I don't see him as a guy... That can play with other players. It reminds me a little bit of Taylor Hall. Hall wasn't as skilled as Everly. He wasn't as skilled with his stick as Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And Hall, in my mind, wasn't a great power play player, still isn't. And if I look at Dylan Holloway, he's got wheels, but he doesn't have natural defense to his game. And at some point, I, I really think this guy just kind of needs to reinvent himself. Andy? But, Can you do me a
2: favor and can you call back when I have more time? Because I I taped this interview with Ken Reed, and I I know how long it is, so i got to start it. And I will say this, though. Somebody who scouted Dylan Holloway in the AJHL made a loose comparison to Taylor Hall, so that's interesting. Thanks, Ben. Okay? Okay. Sorry I couldn't spend more time with Andy. But we're going to get to Ken Reed. He's coming to Edmonton. He's got a new book, Hometown Hockey Heroes. Uh, And, of course, you get him on Sportsnet doing the highlights with Ivanka every night. Ken, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Wicked, Reed. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing very well. Always love having you on the show. We've talked about a variety of things over the years, sometimes even sports. Sometimes.
0: Uh, (laughs) You're coming to town, eh? I'm coming to town, buddy. Big book signing, West Edmonton Mall. Two o'clock, Saturday, Indigo. Be there. (laughs) I, I I always say, come and get a book signed. I'd say, come and get 10 books signed. Buy as many as you can. Read, I want this mall. I want the West Edmonton Mall. To be reminiscent of a Tiffany New Kids on the Block Mall event, 89, 1990. Crazy, people screaming, people passing out. It's going to be insanity. Two o'clock, well, Saturday,
2: Indigo, that, West End. Be there. Has anybody ever passed out when they've met you? No, 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 no. Okay, no. so make it a first time. No, when you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so when you sign books. Mm-hmm. What, what what do people say to you, or is there an interaction that you re, you oh, yeah. remember as particularly
0: touching or unusual? I had a guy bring me a bunch of Canadian ski paraphernalia. I'm like, yeah, that's nice, but the wrong Ken read. But I just went along with it. So I went along with that. That one stands out. Um, usually, I yeah, I talk to people, take pictures if they want one, things like that. You know, it's a uh, so, book signings can be uh, a blow to the ego, like when no one shows up bit of a blow to the ego. I'm going to be honest, but even if one person shows up, I'm glad they take the time to show interest in my book. But yes, book signings can be very humbling. Uh, the one book signing that I that truly stands out to me is one I did with Eddie Shack when I wrote Eddie's book. It was at Chapters Indigo in Oshawa and Eddie was, let's just say, unfiltered. Uh, there was a young lady in the line and Eddie was very unfiltered towards her. Um, things you can't get away with if you're not 82 years old. And uh, that that Eddie stands out. Yeah, Eddie Eddie was uh, he gave people what they wanted. He gave them the entertainer. So I I try to give them what they want too. I just try to be nice, and I write. I might write, you know, to read pucks in deep, and I do my signature stuff like that.
2: Oh, that's well, that's nice. That's quite the Eddie Shack story for sure. But you and and there will be times where I will be near a bookstore, perhaps the one in West Edmonton Mall you mentioned, or somewhere, and you'll see an author signing a book, and he or she yeah. is there by himself and I almost feel like yeah. should I go say hi just because nobody's yes. talking to them but but yes, I mean I, think- I, I understand why you say they, they must be a little humbling and perhaps even a little terrifying like what if nobody,
0: if nobody shows up to you? yeah you know that meme of Virgil at a wrestling convention and he's just sitting there all alone I don't want to be that uh, my buddy Brad Kelly's coming he's going to interview me uh, a lot of people haven't to know Brad, Brad the kid Kelly from his radio days and yeah, so he's going to come and interview me so it might be me being interviewed by Brad in front of my buddy, Albert, but I really hope people show up. I think this is a great book that a lot of people can connect to. And I know people in Edmonton and, and the smaller towns around Edmonton will will really relate to it because a lot of us grew up in in small rinks watching our local heroes who didn't make it to the NHL, but they were just as special, maybe even more than than the than the guys that the people in the big cities got to watch
2: hometown hockey heroes i'm holding a copy of the book uh in my hands mm-hmm. they just shipped it to the station yesterday so no i have not read really? it yet ken i'm not that fast okay. um but the the you're on the cover pointing to a sign that says hometown hockey heroes before mm-hmm. we dive a little bit more into the genesis for the book how, how many is this
0: for for now you're you're becoming a prolific author well yeah this is seven buddy wow can believe it. i can't really believe it but yeah, I've been, been cranking them out. So this is my seventh book. Um, author still sounds weird to me. And I still <laughs> associate author with intelligence. So I think I'm just a guy that likes to tell stories, and I happen to write them down. So I, I hope people enjoy it. I, I like to come off, uh, I hope my writing style, and, and luckily it's a couple people well, people told me this. It's like sitting at a bar with me, and I'm just telling a story. So I like that. There's not. I don't use a lot of big, fancy words, so uh, I kind of sound like I sound right now, which which I like
2: yeah well uh, oh, I like that too. I mean you got to know your audience and know what they want, yeah. right so if yeah, they, if, I mean, if yeah. they if they want uh, if they want lobster and champagne, they can go get that somewhere else if they if right. they want uh, burger and fries, they can get that
0: from you perhaps if that's a fair comparison. I don't know why I'm right. thinking be, about food all the time well, be, being a Nova Scotia guy, I'll give you lobster and beer right <laughs> caught by caught by teapot <laughs> my buddy my buddy teapot he's the kind of the inspiration for the book and he's the best lobster fisherman in Picto, so he can hook up with lobster.
2: Okay, so tell me, and, I, and I, I've read a little bit about Teapot, and I, I, we yeah. don't want to give too much away because we want right. people to buy the book and get it signed, but what are the Coles notes on
0: Teapot that perhaps got this project rolling? Coles notes, um, kid, 10 years old, I live across the street from the rink, there's one game on a week, it's Hockey Night in Canada, so I can't reach out and touch Wayne Gretzky, Gila Lafleur, but I can go down to the Hector Arena over the hill from my house and I can watch the Picto Mariners, a junior C team, and they can run out on the ice and i can pat them on the shoulder and cheer for them and the player that just draws my eye is number eight dana johnson aka teapot the man could score it seemingly well it turns out he's also the town golf champion he's the best at everything and he's a local legend in our town everybody still talks about him so i get to thinking well there can't be just there's only one teapot but every town must have a guy like t so i throw it out there boom i start getting all these tweets oh you have to do a story on this guy you have to do a story on this guy i get a Email from Zane Jakubek in St. Albert. You have to do a story on Richie Perot. Richie Perot was the best player for the St. Albert Comets in the old senior league around Edmonton in the 1970s. So I start digging up stuff about Richie Perot. You can't dig up much because most of these guys aren't on HockeyDB. I get a hold of Troy Murray from St. Albert who played 914 games in the NHL. And he goes, man, St. Albert Saturday night at a Comets place was the place to be. And the guy who caught my eye was Richie Perot. You had to watch Richie Perot. Turns out Richie Perot is also, you know, an Alberta senior softball champion, 55 and over from a couple years ago. Uh, and he was a local legend that the guys could see. He was offered to try it with the Oilers in their WHA days, and he was just, yeah, I'm okay. I'll play in St. Albert. I'm cool. And uh, there's there's tons of guys like that. And I think their stories needs, need to be told because for so many people from small towns, that was our NHL. Saturday night at our local rink with the stink of rink fries or the – Beautiful aroma, rink fries, cigarette smoke in the air. That was that was the spot to be. We didn't all grow up at the Coliseum or at the Montreal Forum. Some of us were lucky enough to, but others were lucky to grow up in small towns where we had our own hockey heroes.
2: Well, Ken, and that's and that's why you're so good, right? Because you you do connect. You know, you've written, you've done the the hockey card stuff and and the one night only, and you tell these stories of people who. Maybe are somewhat forgotten or mm-hmm. don't get the limelight, and you say, "Hey, let's let's give this this guy or gal, yeah. you know, the 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 storytelling they they deserve." So I love that you do that, and I love Thanks. that you're willing to uh, to tell these stories. And you know, I love talking to you as well about the process of writing a book and being an author. Yep. I hesitate to use the word easier because I don't think you should. we should narrow everything down in life as to hard or easy because everything's a mm-hmm. process and you want to do well. But mm-hmm. has writing a book, has the process for you become smoother? Do you feel more informed yeah. or is it one mm-hmm. of those things, oh, God, the more I do it, the more I no. find out how I got to learn how to do it properly. You know what I mean?
0: I think smoother's the word. Uh, yeah, that's a good word you chose. It'd be like you doing this interview as opposed to the first one you ever did. Right. I'm sure a lot more thought went into the first one you ever did uh, a lot more nerves, but you've probably narrowed it down to going, okay, now I know what to think about. I know what to ask. I know how to listen. Uh, it's like anything, the more you do it, maybe not the easier it gets, but smoother it gets. And you learn to trust yourself a little kind of like golfing, right? The first time you went golfing and you had to hit a ball hundred yards over a pond, you were probably shaking. now. Okay. No problem. I don't even see the water. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDSE.
2: And um, I, I know you're kind of going to be like, "Read, come on, man! What, but is the <laughs> is the next one in in the works? Has the seed been planted
0: for the next book?" Yes, it has been. <laughs> it's crazy. I got to start working on it in January but the seed has been planted for the next one. I think it's going to be about hockey scouts. Just some, some tales from oh. their scouting days. Um, if some guys are happy enough to share some stories with me and I've contacted a few guys already and they say they're happy to chat. So I think that's what it, what it's going to be. But what I really am hoping for is when people read this book, they text me or tweet at me, a DM me and say, Hey, you've, should have did a story about this guy from my town. And then I can maybe do another one of these because this was so much fun. It was like you said, it was so much fun to give these guys some love, put a spotlight on them because I talked to people that grew up watching a guy, let's say Bruce Campbell in new Waterford, Nova Scotia. And he was as big as to them as Daryl Sittler was to a kid growing up in Toronto, uh, or Wayne Gretzky was in Edmonton. It's, it's funny how much local hockey meant to so many communities across Canada. I think we're losing that obviously because there's a game on TV every night, right? Yep. Um, the way the world is now, we can order our food in. We, we You don't have to leave your house for your entertainment. And I, I encourage everyone, uh, get out, watch the local senior game, watch a junior B game, junior C game, major midget game. Uh, get out and watch and support them. Like, I mean, the Golden Bears, what a gift they are, right? In the city or, or go to a junior A game because uh, there might be somebody who catches your eye.
2: Uh, well, I, I, I agree. I, and, uh, you, you're right. It's nothing like going to a game and seeing it in person, uh, regardless of the, of the level and finding your right. own hometown hockey hero for sure. And Ken, I got to tell you, you're one of my
0: heroes, buddy. Oh, thank, well, it's only because we spell our names the correct way.
2: <laughs> that's I tell people that all the time when they're like, how do you spell read? You just look at them and say correctly.
0: Correctly. That's the correct way. That's what I said. How do you spell read the right way? Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. buddy.
2: You know. Oh. It. Okay. Well, uh, I will see you this weekend. Uh, yep. If not at the mall, uh, at the Heritage Classic, because you're coming to the. Have you? How many Heritage
0: Classics have you been to, or what's the circumstance here? Are you doing your show from there? Like, what's happening? I was at one in Ottawa okay. a few years back, and this will be number two. Uh, I'm in Edmonton the whole weekend, so just kind of, kind of hanging out and seeing what what trouble I can get into, buddy. Okay. <laughs>
2: Well, we really appreciate it, Ken. Uh, All the best with the book, Hometown Hockey Heroes. Of course, you're going to be on the show soon again to talk about whatever, but I really appreciate this.
0: Well, we can talk again on Sunday if you want, buddy. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Reed, and and hope to see everybody in Edmonton this weekend at the West Edmonton Mall, 2 o'clock Saturday, Indigo. That's a good wrestler promo, eh?